Hi and welcome to Fresh Media Presents Podcast. This is episode 15, series three. As always, you're joined by myself, Christian, and my co-host next to me is Paris. We are the host. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. And also we've got a lovely guest, her name is Sadiqa. How you doing, Sadiqa? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? I'm great. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Nice, nice. So just for the listeners, just tell people a bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, so um, I am Sadiqa. I'm an actor. Uh, I've just recently graduated from drama school, which is Actors Door Studio. And um, uh, right now in life, I'm at a point where I'm trying to, you know, discover creativity and create projects. And uh, that's something that I'd like to talk about, you know. Um, I am actually, this is my second career. So um, I was originally a tech person and uh, I found acting and then, you know, it became something very passionate for me. And then, you know, I went through drama school and then now graduated as a trained actor. So how did you find acting? What what was the steps you took? Um, It was completely accidental. Uh, It really was... Something that came up on my Facebook feed and uh, it was a drop-in class for acting and I just, for some reason, took it and, uh, you know, it opened a whole new world for me so I didn't actually have a desire to go into acting. It was more that something was there and I just wanted to test it because it looked new for me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I took a drop-in class. The drop-in class led into, like, an eight-week course and then from there I just signed up to the entire course in the drama school. So your first class... tell everyone what it was like so the first time you ever went in how did you feel were you nervous or I was very nervous I was very nervous because it felt like I was in a place where I was probably going to get judged you Mm. know because just who I am and my interests and the background that I came from and stuff like that and um, uh, I was there and I was looking at people do their work you know and it I don't know it gave me a new world. I, I did actually see a new world that's not outside and it's something maybe the actors only have because it's a specific language. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was very calming for me. And I watched this class and I felt like I entered this new world, so to speak. And the whole nervous thing and feeling judged wasn't there anymore. And that was all entirely in one class, which was really big for me. So I think that's why I got sucked into it immediately. Yeah, so um, so you're talking about tech. What kind of side of tech were you doing? So um, I do have a degree in computer science. And oh, then wow. I went into specialising into networking, Cisco certified I was. Mm-hmm. So I was working a lot in the networking, which was very technical. And I didn't find any room for cr- being creative, though I really liked it and I was very passionate about it. But I think I got to a point in my life where I felt like, you know, I need something new. Mm. You know, I need something new. And this was completely accidental, as I said. And it just gave me something else. It's changed me completely. Or maybe it's it's open to me, Mm. to somebody that I didn't actually know I was. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. I do. I feel like that's that's the best thing about acting. You can be someone else in the class, but then you go home and be yourself and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. It kind of reminds me of me, because before, (laughs) I, I actually did a little... IT, not yeah. I did performance too. I was used to do acting as well, but before that, I was doing similar stuff to you. I was doing like a um, Microsoft kind of training course, okay. and and learning how to be a certified desktop support technician and stuff like that. So I was kind of like studying IT. Yes, I think I was mainly doing it for my dad. 
Okay. So yeah. I was doing it for my dad. It wasn't really for me. It was just something that it just sounds good. Technician. Yeah. In, I even did engineer, civil engineering, because oh, wow. it okay. sounded cool. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. me. I was struggling. I'm yeah, like, because my brain is not really uh, high capacity. So those type of things, yeah, confuses me. So I wasn't really that great at it. So I said to myself, you know what? Yeah, it sounds cool, but it's not for me. And I know I'm not going to survive in this industry because I'm not that smart like that. So I kind of. Or you're just more creative. Do you get you're I'm probably you smart, but you're just not. Yeah, maybe you're, you're just, just creative. not very academic, you know. Basically, and maybe yeah. like yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean <laughs> I know where you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, is you went to uni, but you did like a creative course. But yeah, that's what I always wanted to do. Yeah. That's what I always wanted to do. So I want to just go back to you. So you know, yeah. when you did your tech stuff. Yeah. Was it for you or was it for your parents? It was actually for me. Oh, and okay. Uh, mm. uh, the thing is, I still do it. That's oh. the thing because uh, obviously, you know, when you're actor, you know this. You don't have a job all the time. You know, um, you can create and you can make your own projects, but they do take a very long time to kind of, of take course, off yeah. and then funding and all those things. So, mm. um, I do actually work on the side that takes some of my uh, technical mm. skills. So I still really enjoy it, and in fact, kind of switching between acting and going back into tech is like time out from one another you yeah, know? yeah. Mm. and um, so it was for me and it was actually my choice and um, I still really enjoy it but now what I found is accidental and I love that and mm. it's really really good so yeah. are you working on anything right now or so at the moment I am uh, I've actually just done a short um, uh, film mm. uh, two short films and I, I did like a docu film, which is actually in production, but everything's very, mm. very slow right now because of the pandemic. And mm. uh, so now I haven't been cast for anything, but I am yeah. slowly learning to write um, screenplays and scripts, you know. Mm. So I'm hoping to make my own uh, film at some point, which is going to yeah. take a very long time. But, you know, yeah. hopefully that's something that I can do in this time whilst, uh, whilst you know, I haven't so actually Can you tell anything. us anything about your docuseries or uh, anything Unfortunately, I can't really speak about it. It's actually just one one docufilm, but it is about proper, uh, propaganda. Okay. Uh, and it's very kind of editorial style and stylish mm. and uh, it's all about people of colour right. uh, so for that I was uh, you know just cast as an actor but the director she's, she's incredible for that mm. uh, for that film so it sh I think it's due to come out in December mm. uh, it's a very short film but it's it's very effective very yeah. current as well a very, very current, current. Yeah, yeah that resonates well yeah, at this pr present moment absolutely and I think um, where we are this year it's really brought people of colour out mm. right it's our time as Definitely, in it's our yeah. time to make to use highlight things, of yeah. the, you know the make use of your colour yeah. they're like yes yeah. this is us now yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. Black Lives Matter all that everything. yeah everything <laughs> everything it's, it's a really good time mm. yeah yeah absolutely I would say before that would you say it was kind of like people of colour it was kind of hard to kind of break into that mainstream industry because obviously of you know so if you like for example if you look at like the big major blockbuster films, there was never like a main black lead uh -huh. until when you had like maybe like Chad Boswick with the whole um, Black Panther oh, yeah. and also other mm -hmm. stuff. But before the kind of like, I would say like early 20th, like, like before the 21st century, it was never like, you never had that main kind of black yeah. or just coloured lead. Now I would say a lot has changed now especially with everything yeah. Every, like you do see a lot more people of color coming forth and making yeah. sick productions and yeah. like mm. being the main lead what do you think's changed though since then what do you what do you think stemmed from it like um Okay, so I have a slightly different opinion. I mean, what you said there is absolutely true and things have definitely changed, but mm. just by graduating this year um and 
finding, trying to, uh, you know, access the industry under the circumstances as well, I found myself in a position where I really didn't find a place for myself in the industry. And when I say myself, I mean like a Muslim hijab-wearing woman, yeah. you know. And uh, I didn't really find that for myself. And because you don't really find main leads or uh, for a film or a theatre production who is a hijabi for someone who's a hijabi, right? Okay. It's very hard to find mm. that. So I did... Trying to think, actually. Yeah, this in is In EastEnders, it, there was obviously think. the Masood family. Yes. I think... Shabnam. Yes. She wore the hijab. She wore the hijab. However, yeah. is there hasn't been many there since, hasn't. have there? And there I feel like I yeah. London, they need to represent that more. I think so. But also when she play, played that role, outside of acting, she's not a hijabi. Is she not? No, oh. she's uh, because she plays various different roles. You yeah. know? But me as a person, I'm actually a hijabi. And I feel like they need that they representation. Need they need someone that, that actually yeah. wears that. You know, where's that? Yes. And that's part of who they are, and that's what they can play. Exactly. And, and then it gets to a point where uh, you do see people cast, mm. but when you see them cast, it's probably in a very stereotypical role. Right. Mm, you know, probably like yeah. a terrorism. Yeah, like like that. That. yeah, yeah. I've noticed that fun. too. It's not fun because you know there's so much more to us. People have a perception of us being one-dimensional. You know, mm. but we do have an existence, and this is not just about me. It's about people of color or anybody mm. of minority. But um. You know, uh, it's uh, in fact, it feels like sometimes we're in a parallel existence, yeah. you know, mm. <laughs> we're there, but we're not being noticed. But we do have everything that everybody else has. I do got. feel like, um, the media has a lot to play with that. Oh, I mean, yeah, but they, they yeah. really do instigate things. I and think so. I create this narrative, yeah, that's not even okay, it's true for that person, but not for the whole community. Do you get what I'm coming from? I get true. And, and I going back to your point it. with the main lead being a hijabi wearing person, it's yeah. like. It's, I think it's the way Hollywood, Hollywood like write the scripts. It's like yes. they they would say, for example, for someone like you, they would say, okay, you know what, you got the role as a main lead, yep. but take off the hijab. Yep. Have like those cells need to take it off, That's so it. you won't yeah. know. Have no. you watched um, yeah. NCIS LA? Uh, um, that one of the main leads, okay. um, she's um, tech. She's like. Yeah. The tech side of things, yeah. she's got a hijab, yeah. and it's nice to see like a different that they kept it. That they kept yeah, yeah. it, yeah. Did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I know yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, like you say, the the shift is coming in. Mm. It's coming in very slowly, slowly. Mm. Very, very slowly, slowly. and it's really nice. You know, in the century that we live in, and how things move fast, mm. maybe this kind of change and this kind of swift. You know, it needs to happen mm. swiftly. That would be mm. really good to see. Would you? I, I want to ask a question. Do would you take it off if they if they cost you for a lead and a nice big production? Would yeah. they? And you say, you know what? You got the part, but you can't wear it. Take it okay. off. Would you yeah. take it off? Or? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, good. So That's it, good. This That's is good. Really good. Stand your ground. Yeah. I mean, this I had whilst I was in uh, drama school as well. You know, it was a challenge. And my teacher, uh, her name's Fairbeck. She's an incredibly passionate teacher, really disciplined. And the way she teaches is incredible. She would always challenge me, but challenge me in a positive way to see how I could be as creative as possible because I had made the choice of, you know, this is part of me. It doesn't mean that I can't be an actor. Mm. I'm a different actor. Yeah, okay. Mm. And I might be um, uh, sort of in a niche kind of field, something like that. But if for me, my religion is my core, you know, and I work from that. So my hijab is a part of me. So it would be really nice for other people to see beyond the hijab mm. and actually see what I can do, you know, in terms of acting, in terms of creating or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it comes back to that. No, I, I don't have that. Why do choice, you feel yeah. like you need, That's good. for example, people like yourself that stand their ground? Otherwise, everyone, you get 
yeah. otherwise it will just fade away kind exactly, of thing. Exactly. You yeah. need people that will be willing to say, look, I'm not going to take this role unless I can keep my hijab on. That's yes. what I'm saying, because then, because I think that's what happens. I, well, I'm not sure, I'm not in the industry like that, but I feel like that's what you happens. Like, it I tends mean, that's to happen. why you think that, because you don't see much of it on TV. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. So unfortunately, people got bills to pay, so sometimes they might, I don't know, they might feel like they have to take it. Yeah. Take it off. Yeah, it's I, very hard, isn't it's it? It's very it's hard. I'm, hard not sure. yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too um, knowledgeable in that industry. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think you have a great point because a lot of people, what they do is they invest in drum school. It's very costly. It takes right. a lot of emotion, a lot of uh, financial support, right. um, uh, all sorts of different you know, factors. And then people find themselves in a compromising situation where they need to get a return for their money or right. for their investment, whatever it mm. is. And, you know, you can't judge anybody for that because that's their choice and mm. they know their choice. Now, for me, just because of who I am, uh, acting is actually, for me, what it is, is the art of acting. Mm. I actually enjoy creating something. And the technique that I was uh, trained in, uh, it's Meisner technique, and it's all about building characters, you know, building characters. For, so for me, it feels like I do have the freedom in my own choice of saying no to somebody because it's not about just getting a role. It's actually about what I can give to that role or how right. I can create that role. So maybe I'm in a slightly better position to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why some people compromise. I don't know. But yeah. fortunately, I am in that position. And maybe because of my own personal choices, you know, and the fact that I have stood my ground. Yeah. But I do feel like acting for me is actually about the art mm. uh, as opposed to just getting uh, several jobs I- in a row and then being on screen or in a theater or something like that. Mm. I'd rather be in a position where... You know, I'm cast for maybe just one film or one theatre production. But if the investment comes from me in building a character, that's more rewarding for me. That's mm. what, yeah. It's a good thing you have that kind of luxury and, that, and you stand your ground because some people might not um, have that. Yeah. And they need, their, you know, they have bills to pay. So they Possibly, have to kind yeah, of like yeah, accept absolutely. any role. Yeah. Yeah, and and especially like, I don't know how it works, but if you, maybe if you turn on a role, they might just kind of overlook you. The agent might not call you for as much work. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've heard, yeah. So I've heard that it's, too. That's what they do. I so do. you turn yeah. it down, they'll be like, yeah. okay, you know what? Fuck you, go down the pecking order. So it's exactly. like, get nothing for them. So yeah. what's your advice or how would you, what would you say to those type of people that are stuck in that situation where they want to be true to themselves, but they can't because they know if they turn down that role, okay. they're going to be down the pecking order and no job will come. Yeah. So what can they do to kind of be in a better position where they can yeah. stand on ground and still get work or be yeah. okay? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not experienced enough to be able to give that advice. But what mm. I can say is, I think, again, from my own experience, I mm. feel like the way to get what you want and to stop yourself from compromising so much is to actually create And this is where we come in as independent artists because Mm. when we are independent artists, we can collaborate with people. You know, we can collaborate with whoever, you know, mixed people, mixed skills. When you come together, you do actually make something beautiful. So if you are in a position where you feel like that, you know, you have to just do what you have to do. And sometimes you do have to do what you just have to do because you need to collect uh, material for your showreel. Um, But alongside that, create, you know, find something, have an idea, uh, if you can't write, fight somebody who can work with you and you can write something and build something. This is actually what so, uh, something my teacher also taught me and she said to me, you know, if it's not there in the world and you feel like you're not actually happy with the way your journey is going, then you do it. You make that change. It might take time, but if we all start making change, then the change will eventually come to surface and maybe even become a dominant thing in the industry. I don't know, but we do have to work for that. So I think that would be the best thing to say, really. 
I definitely agree because it's like, for example, we're independent. We left uni. You know, we applied for jobs. Yes. Nothing really came our way. So we created our own jobs. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah. The thing is, if it's not there, create yeah. it. If yeah. you've got ideas, use it. Keep it moving and, Absolutely. you know, make things. Yeah. Don't wait around, you know, don't wait around for that opportunity. It might not come. Yeah. Or even if it does come, you might not get it. So just do your own thing. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And, you know, that keeps you in, in, in kind of in tune with your own skills. Mm. And you do develop and you do actually find things that you didn't know about yourself. And then them things are probably what are going to be your strength in the mm. future. You know, so always keep doing something. Always keep doing something at some point, somewhere, because of your passion and your desire and maybe the people who are around you, something will actually come of it. You know, and I think then maybe you will be in a position where you can actually say, okay, I don't need an agent anymore. I know my way. I've got a network. I can do this. And this actually provides me more joy, mm. you know. Yeah. So have yeah. you directed or produced anything? Or I haven't directed anything. But what I have done is uh, I did, uh, through this pandemic, again, going back to my experience in the industry, I felt like that I needed to find something to do. Okay. And the aim of what I wanted to do is to bring beauty out of people and you know what lies uh, beneath their skills and for people not to judge people because sometimes you know we just judge by what we see and it might not be our fault it might be propaganda you know um, so I was um, kind of on a quest to find something to do and coincidentally accidentally I connected with a network called Emerald Network and it's a social Muslim network and they were talking about a recent project that they'd done. And the recent project was all about inspirational Muslims. You know, they have like a list of uh, 100 uh, inspirational Muslims about their skills and about what they do and stuff. So I, I took that and I took that and I thought I can definitely make something out of this. I can make something out of this because I know that I want to bring the beauty out of people. So uh, we collaborated. We collaborated together. And uh, I came up with a concept called The Green Room. And The Green Room is um, a conversation series that's based around inspiration. So physically, it would be like um, sharing inspiration over a coffee date. That's what it is. Mm. So the concept seems simple, but what actually happens is I invite somebody to the green room and it's done over Instagram Live. So it will be yourself, you know, who's inspiration, myself, and we have an audience. And then, you know, we share conversations and we explore passions and we kind of get a... Um, some kind of uh, inspiration to take back with us, you know. So it's rewarding for every, every everybody who actually participates. And But beneath that, what actually underlies beneath that is these people are giving me their personalities. You know, they're giving me their personalities. I get to embrace them and I get to embrace them and explore them and they do trust me, you know. And in that space, I get the chance to bring the best out of them. And, you know, people can see that and it's really good to share and then as an actor, it comes back to what I was saying about characters. They are actually giving me a whole character every time I connect with somebody. Even now, we're sharing a conversation. I can see what kind of a person you guys are, you know, both of you. And I can see that and that's you're giving me something. And that's really, really beautiful. But what's even better is after we've had this conversation, you then become a character in my library. And then when it comes down to writing or, uh, you know, creating a screenplay or a script or something, I actually have the privilege of accessing a character library. And that now has become a creative thing for me because 
I wanted to do something about people and bringing the best out of people, but it's actually connected back to my acting mm. by collaborating with a network who, you know, do promote Muslims, which is really, really nice. That's good, you know, because I yeah. feel like if you didn't find that, maybe it would have not maybe have been it so accessible. No, exactly. Because and that's what. Um, because the, fa- the fact is, is the collaboration, the, the fact of uh, collaborating is, um, so I knew I wanted to do something and mm. I had the fire and the desire and the passion and I needed to do something about people, but I didn't know how and what. And then when, just accidentally again, when that happened, I was like, I can use this, you know, this matches with what I want to do. And then suddenly it becomes this huge creative project. And I've actually connected with people who are semi-famous and famous, you mm. know, and have conversations about their careers and what they want. I've spoken to comedians, uh, filmmakers, musicians, journalists. Um, uh, tomorrow I'm speaking to an activist. Um all these people mm. you know they give so much and it's very beautiful to see so when you actually watch an episode of the green room you'll see beyond being a muslim yeah because you actually see their story mm. and you see what they've done and then you forget about what you might have you know have a pre- preconception of mm. and that now feeds me you know it actually energizes me and makes me really really excited mm. that i can't wait to speak to my next guest because i don't know how they're yeah. going to be who they're going to be what they're going to bring and then they do give me a gift every time and i hope that they feel the same as yeah. well you know mm. but um yeah so that it also gives them like a platform as well it does do it does I mean? it also kind of similar to a podcast yeah. Yeah. it is yeah. because then when you shout out their handle people are looking at what they've yeah, done exactly you mind, know yeah. and then you say oh what do you you know what's your instagram id and then people look at them and it and everybody can always take uh what they say like a golden nugget from from every guest you mm. know and they'll pick that up and then they might want to pursue something or they might want to do something a lot uh, a lot like that person mm. but you do go back with a happy feeling so even if you have a negative experience in life in the industry itself you do actually if you if you find something about you and connect mm. to it and discover something you can actually turn it into a positive and that's what's Oh, really, really, really it's good. good though it's good that you found that group yeah. that you can connect yep, with definitely. and then share with you know share people with, yeah. that's not in that group yeah so exactly it, it can give people like more of an open mind yeah and I mean? yeah and that that group itself it generally promotes arts businesses and yeah. charities and they like um you know historically they're known for physical events you know they do like um comedy nights they do um heritage trips to places like bosnia they do photo walks to paris Mm. um so they do different things you know and Mm. the people that are in that group you know they're not necessarily artists you know they're various different people but they are inspiring muslims yeah and it's really good for me to have had the chance to be able to connect with these mm. people and then show the world that you know that there's other sides yes, and stuff please, like that it's creative welcome like you know yeah, yeah exactly mm. and it feels it feels really good mm. and yeah so that's uh, that's something that i've been working on through the pandemic after mm. i graduated because of the limitations of acting yeah. and not being able to get it's good you had that time roles. to kind of connect with them during that time absolutely yeah. otherwise if you're in drama school maybe it might not have been uh, yeah it may not have example, happened yeah. yeah yeah because you're just way too you know, occupied with all the work mm. that you're going to do. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. No, it's good, though, because I feel like, you know, you need more groups like that. Because, I think so. For example, because you have, like, a connection with your drama school peers. Yes. That are not in that group. Absolutely. You can then show them they the do. other side They of log things. on and they watch the live shows, which is really nice. Do you know nice. what I mean? And yeah. if you didn't connect 
I feel like if you wasn't with the drama school, maybe you wouldn't had the chance to show that other side of things. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. think that's good. And I feel like it's it, it just shows open mindedness to it others does, and yeah. it enables other people to say, Okay, you know what the media is showing is not true. There's yeah. other creatives as do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not true. It's not true. It's mm. really not true. And even like as we're sharing this conversation, it's absolutely mm. incredible. It's given as the chance to understand yeah, each other. Definitely. And it's really nice for people to see that or hear that and you know, mm. and get a real example of what actually happens in life as opposed to what you assume or presume or what you're made to believe. And, you know, this kind of thing, you know, is a way to kind of raise awareness for those factors. It does make me, like, think, like, why isn't an enough hijab wearing actors? Really, yeah. Why isn't it? Like, really you've got EastEnders, you've got yes. Coronation Street, even in, like, Manchester and Birmingham, I've seen loads of... Like hijab wearing, I've yeah. been up there a couple of times, yeah. like more than a couple of times. Yeah, I've I've seen loads of them. Why isn't it enough? Because I, I think they tell them to take it off. That's why they do. That's they the do. problem. I think yeah. that's so wrong. And it that's is very. Problem. You're losing yeah. your identity. Absolutely, and that You're is losing it. Your identity. Yeah, I think you have to be a very strong person to be able to stand your ground because you are faced with challenges, you know. Mm. But then everybody's faced with challenges, exactly. not just you know. So various different challenges for different type of people. But just focusing on that factor. You do have to be a strong person. And if you know that these are your choices, stand by them, you know, stand by them. Though it's hard, that I understand. Mm. And it can really knock you off sometimes. Mm. But if you want to make a change, then stand mm. by it. Because if you do stand by it, and if you can speak openly like this, you know, mm. at some point, somewhere, there will be change. And I think there, there needs be to change. be like some ethnic you know I think, hijab, I think not even just hijab wearing you need people to understand that there's it's but, not just your but it goes back to what you were saying i think in order for you to see that on the telly yeah you would need the production yes like the director yes, to be yeah, the hijab wearing ethnic yes or you need the production companies to be you know muslim slash yeah, ethnic kind of orientated exactly it should like be where some, it's completely diverse right or it should be from someone that's come from an area or someone that's come from experience that Okay, there are people like that. Let's hire someone. I think it takes it needs we need to take the step or yes. the industry needs to take the step to hire people that have been around a diverse do you get it? Yes. It's kind of showing. I feel like on TV it's showing that there's not enough diverse people. There really isn't. I get yeah. it, there are Asians, there are yeah. but what Another thing I've noticed, there's not enough Somalians on TV. No, there isn't. Oh, yeah, there true. isn't. There really isn't. No, <laughs> I'm keeping it 100% real. No, it real. makes sense. On EastEnders, yes. there's so many Somalians. There's no Somalians in EastEnders. No, I'm talking about in London. I'm talking about in London. As a location. As a whole. There's so many. Why isn't there? Any That's and true. it bothers me, and I say to Christian all the time. Anytime I watch this, is why it's supposed to be a diverse, isn't it? Like reflection of London. London. Why yeah. isn't it any hijab wearing? Why isn't it any Somalians? Why there even more Africans? I think they did have like an African, but one. But it doesn't make sense. Like no. it's not a reflection of London. I think EastEnders need to really go back to the drawing board and think, make it fully diverse. Like fully diverse. Everyone. I Somali, get it. Yeah. Obviously, the people that are on EastEnders right now, they are part of a reflection yeah, yeah but not a fool yeah you understand and i just i just feel like in sometimes when i watch it, it irritates me because like london is so diverse it is when you go into the central london you it's see east everyone is based in london 
East London. East, East London. London. Oh, East, East London. There's loads of um, Asians in East London, Asia. you know? Oh, so many. But so many uh, uh, different types, you know? So I, I'm Muslim. But yeah. I'm, I'm of uh, Indian origin, you know? Mm. And there's lots of us. There's Bengalis, there's Pakistanis, there's Somalians. Yeah. You know, there's a massive. And massive. then we've, we've also got, you know, the... British, just uh, British, and then we've yeah. got also like um, uh, Africans. You know, yeah, we've yeah, so many different people. And There's the thing is, I just feel like okay, if you're gonna try and portray East London, at least portray, portray as it what correctly. it is exactly. And I we feel like they need someone in to come in there, like a story developer. Yes, that is from that takes the environment, uh, right? Yeah, that definitely. takes the environment. I feel like tells that they're using people that they've always used, and it's like kind of being the same. They need to get like a young, fresh, somewhat person that understands London absolutely like really well. Yeah. Obviously, I can't talk about up north because I'm not experienced yeah. with that. But yeah. with London, I see so many different people. Absolutely. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is. You should not speak true. to the writer. Speak well, to the director. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I should. I should. Yeah. <laughs> but then this all comes back to creating, doesn't it? We all kind of need to be together. You know, be together and open our minds and not be judgmental. You know, Definitely. and make and be part of projects that are actually diverse right from the start Definitely. and that way you don't have this issue so um again this year is the year to create for Definitely. independent artists so let's do that you know let's i think this year that. and next year uh yeah, yeah. i think yeah absolutely because we're towards definitely. the end of this year of course yeah, yeah, so. yeah. no i definitely agree i yeah. think it's our time to just show what we want to show you know if we're hiring someone part of our crew make sure there's is just diverse. Yes. Like for our next uh, feature from Knife Crime, it's going to be an all black cast. Oh, nice. And um, obviously, we're hoping to have like a, a diverse crew yes. as well. Just give everyone opportunities that, like, you know, that don't have that opportunity, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's just so sad. Like, yeah. that we, in 2020, we're discussing yeah. this. It shouldn't have yeah. to be like this. No, but it shouldn't. It I shouldn't. feel like us independent mil- filmmakers of this time, we're yeah. the people to change it. Yeah. And sometimes people say to us, you know, the industry is changing, like what we said at the beginning, and it is changing. Small, but it's, it's very slow. slow. It's very, very slow. slow. I mean, I know that when I've done self-tips and when I've done things to prepare myself for the industry, it really has to be stereotypical things, and I don't want oh to really? do that. Yeah, I really don't want to do that. I mean, I don't have a problem doing that, but I do want to be bigger than those categories. Yeah. You know, and I... I find it difficult to accept that this is how I want to be because that's not actually me. I do have a personality and I do have desires Mm. and I have a passion and I want to play certain things. I mean, I'm hoping to actually, it's going to take some time, but I'm hoping to write my own film Mm. and it needs to be sci-fi. It really mm. does. It needs to be completely out of what people wouldn't think that I would do. Mm. But I want to do that because yeah. I do have the capacity and I do feel like I know how to visualise this. But um, in reality, I don't know how to make it happen because I don't have all of the mm. skills. But if we have a team, then that could be a possibility. And those are the kind of changes that need to happen in the industry. You know, It needs to change and we all need to change. And really, it's at the top, isn't it? Those yeah. that are in charge, those that have money. As independent mi- filmmakers, we're at the top. Do yeah. You, do, so do well, yeah. Do you feel like, as an independent filmmaker, what is your challenge? What do you feel like it's a barrier that you ha- you feel like you have to overcome, like the hurdles? Funding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing is funding. funding. Getting the money is so difficult. And then the fact is, is uh, I, I don't know if this is a very this is a very generalized comment, but I feel like even as independent uh, filmmakers, we do find ourselves back together as groups of minorities. Mm. So that's another challenge because we didn't want to do that. We mm. didn't want to be in a position where we're just making an all-black cast 
film or an all Asian cast. We have to we put actually, a point across. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's you the have thing. to put the point across. You do need mm. to. Be, um, we're not. We've no been forced to do that, right? Mm. That's mm. what it's because of the circumstances we've been. But in the ideal world, we would want white, black, brown, whatever colours yeah. that are allowed, or, you know, whatever, without being uh, discriminating in any way. But like, what? Whichever kind of person could be in a film should be involved, exactly. you know, right from the We shouldn't have this problem. But we are forced to make small collaborations with minorities or a specific colour, you mm. know. And that is because we haven't got options. We haven't got that many options. Or enough portrayals on screen, yes, unfortunately. exactly. Yeah. So there are challenges for us, but that doesn't mean that we don't do it because we should do it. Mm. When we do do it and we all do unite and do it together, we are going to make a difference because at one point there's going to be an audience that actually only wants to see those things. Mm. You know, because they will want to see just an old black cast. They might want to see just an old Asian cast. You know, they will want to see it because those are the people that are youth now, but they will grow to be in that position where they will say, well, I don't actually want to see what I used to see before. I want to see what these guys do now. They are new. They are fresh. They've got something. And when uh, also, uh, having said all of this, uh, some of it sounds negative, but the positive note from all of this and speaking about this is I feel like when you're forced to be in a box and, you know, you're crammed and you've been given boundaries and people are not giving you chances, your creativity kind of gets pressed down but then explodes. Mm. It explodes to an extent that you didn't even realise that you have. Mm. And then if you don't, if you, if you didn't know you had it, then you actually surprise yourself, right? So you're forced to be something that you don't want to be but then because of those boundaries, the best of your creativity actually comes out. So that's something positive you, that you can take. And I think we're doing that now. I think we know the situation. So because of the situation, we're actually using what forced us to be small to make us really big. Because mm. I remember when Black Panther came out, the whole black community oh, was yeah. so excited. Other people was, but I remember like yeah. a lot of black people were saying, "Oh, like this was needed." You like, know we what? Sh- we should have been. A- I wasn't excited. Okay, uh, no, was no, no, I was. I didn't like it. No, 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 no. Listen, I was excited, but when I watched it, it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Okay. However, I was so excited to see that such for the a- representation. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously, even like that sh- um, that film is it Crazy Rich Asians? Oh yeah. That as well. I remember the Asian community, like a lot of my Asian went crazy, Asian went yeah, crazy yeah. because yeah. you never see that much no. in a film. Yeah, absolutely. And it shouldn't be like that. It but shouldn't. We, but it should just be like a normal thing. You know what is it? I, I wasn't crazy when Black Panther came up because number one, I didn't think it was it was okay film. It was okay. I think it was for I me. I was it, happy it that wasn't it was a. What I thought it was gonna be. I was happy because it was the first black superhero. Yeah. You know, so I was happy about that. But I wasn't crazy about it because it wasn't a generally a good film. Like that. I didn't think yeah. it was that great. But the reason I didn't go crazy like everyone else was because to me it was like it was fictional. Wakanda's not even a real place. People think it's a real place, but it's not. <laughs> and number two, the person who owns Marvel is white. Like the production itself is owned by a white person. Yeah. I'm more of like ownership like i get more like happy Perry, what's his name tyler perry, tyler perry. Um, i'm more happy when i see uh ethnic people in like powerful positions yeah. the ones that do the production the distribution like the production companies like that's what i'm happy with so if it was like let's say for example if black panther was done by all uh, all black crew yeah. let's say the director was black the producer was black um that the production company is black that would yeah. be like yo that's sick and plus yeah. all black cast yeah. that is about yeah, yeah perfect Unfortunately, but, you know what I'm like saying? when that it's like a big production like that, it's not going to be like that because, you know, Marvel is not white. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like no, even Warner yeah. Brothers is not white. Yeah. Like the only f- 
pers- the only thing I can think of is like Tyler Perry's studio. He's he's black. Like he created this whole studio. I'm not saying he ain't got white people working for him. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's in charge. Yeah, and that's he's in charge of his pr- uh, production of the film. But he's not. He still has to go to IE. Warner Brothers yeah, distribution yeah. or yeah. Paramount, all them people there. Yeah, their distribution. it's the hierarchy, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's a box. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, no, but I think yeah. it's the fact that it's like Tyler Perry, like his name's on it. Yes, that's good, and, he, and yeah. I like it. A yeah. lot of the things, you know, the thing is with Tyler Perry as well, like you know, when it's his film because it's very like female empowered. Yes, he does a lot of female empowered, <laughs> like single moms. I, I don't like, like his films. Black men leaving yeah. women, stuff yeah. like that, and I like the kind I, of I like message. Films, you can tell it comes from like a good place. Like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, you know, with you, yeah, you see um bollywood how is that entertainment like the, the it industry bollywood? it's bollywood yeah, isn't bollywood. It? yeah yeah would you because back then bollywood's kind of it was up there well, obviously you had hollywood and then i think you had bollywood just underneath it okay what's like the production now is there is there mainstream film still getting produced from bollywood into um, like the major cinemas yeah, i mean they're still doing really well um mm. I mean, I don't really know the track through the pandemic because I haven't tra- traced it, but like they seem to be releasing movies um, more often mm. than Hollywood, you know. And um, I guess, um, I guess it must be well, you know, being in a country like India, you have access to very cheap labor. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. Which actually could be considered as exploitation but i don't know enough about that but i feel like because when you have access to very cheap labor labor things can actually happen quicker because mm. you know your funding or your budget or whatever money mm. is assigned to certain people but you're actually only paying them very very less money which is not a good thing but i feel like that sometimes the industry does perform and does do a lot better because of those kind of factors and maybe that's why bollywood is actually you know turning out movies a lot faster than hollywood uh because um uh, i'm not a mad fan of bollywood I, d- I am aware of some of the films um and from what i remember they you know they do have quite a number of releases you know even now i think they had a few releases but they were through the Disney Channel probably I think mm. um, I'm not entirely sure but I think I saw an advert and maybe that was the case But um, so obviously everybody's been struck mm. but they're still somehow making things happen and th- and that gets released through the mainstream kind of media because yes. I know this is a few Bollywood films on Netflix as yeah well. yeah oh mm. yeah and so now on all the bit. platforms I think yeah. you can find Bollywood quite films yeah. I think it's there, so it's there. Um, yeah yeah Definitely, I think on Amazon, on Netflix, mm. even Apple it's TV, everywhere, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's everywhere. Mm. And but it even always with, has been though. Even even with them, time. some of them don't even wear hijabs. Some of them are just like the yes. new characters are like. Yeah. So what? again, with the uh, Bollywood, Bollywood is Indian, but Indian is pr- predominantly uh, Hindu. Um, that's true. Yeah, mm. so they're not Muslim, so you won't really find that that's many true. people wearing mm. a hijab. There are some, but not that many. Mm. You know, so that's probably why they don't actually portray that. You know, and more if you do find women wearing headscarves, it's more a culture thing. You know, it's about where they come from in their country and stuff like that, as opposed to actually a religious uh, commitment, as it is for me. Um, so yeah, that's probably why you don't really find it. Again, they they should be taking that kind of thing on as well, but. Um, really there yeah so anyways thank you so much for coming on podcast it's a nice good interesting chat it's nice it's nice to have you know a nice diverse chat and something different isn't it yeah an open chat open Um, very concerned about (laughs) you know uh, 
saying something wrong. It's yeah. actually good to be able to express us. Yeah. And I think it's good because yeah. then our listeners can understand, have a different understanding as well. Yeah. Definitely, I agree. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And we'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in every week, every Sunday at 5pm. Listen to our spot, uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer and all other major platforms. Thank you so much. Thank you.